Hello and welcome back to another edition of the K-Pop Aroma Podcast. I'm your host, Skidonman, and for today's episode, we are going to be going on another K-Pop Roundup. But this time, we are going to talk about artists that I think you should definitely know about. Now, some of these artists, well, I imagine for some of you listeners out there, you probably know who they are. But... I imagine for a lot of people, especially if you're only exposed to like idol music and like idol groups and whatnot, you might not know about these people and you should definitely stick around for this episode of the podcast because I'm going to be giving you a glimpse of some of the insanely talented indie artists out there and you should definitely check them out because, well, I'm making a podcast about them so, you know, they must be good, right? But anyway, before we get into that, of course, if you like the podcast and you love what we do, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. We are available on just about any podcast platform you can think of. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a five-star rating and subscribe to the podcast that helps it a lot. And last but not least, if you want to follow our social media, our social media will be in the description below. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Right, so to start off, we are going to start off with a group that, in my opinion, is probably one of the most unorthodox groups in the K-pop space right now, and that is Akmu, or Akdong Musician. So, if you don't know who this group is, they are essentially a YG group, and the main kicker about this group is the fact that, well, okay, first off, I should say that Akmu consists of Lee Suyun and Lee Chan Hyuk. And, well, the main kicker about them is that they are siblings. Yes, we actually have a sibling like duo in K pop. And honestly, you don't really see that in the K pop scene. And honestly, I should also just expand it to the music industry in general because at the moment, um, you don't really see many groups out there or like soloists who like have siblings within the industry and they like you know collaborate together you know it's just not really a thing so to see a group like akmu basically come out to the scene in k-pop is quite unique in itself but anyway back to their music well (laughs) they already have the brother sister thing going on as like something that's incredibly unique about them but aside from that they are also incredibly talented artists like um man first i guess i should i have to start somewhere but we have to first talk about suyun's vocals because if you haven't heard her vocals before uh i highly recommend you do like honestly if i could actually like you know, post some of Akmu's music during this podcast, I totally would, but I can't because obviously that would be copyright infringement. But, you know, I generally think if you haven't listened to Suyun's voice before, I think, I mean, you could generally like look this up on YouTube, but I think it would generally take five to 10 seconds for you to realize that Suyun potentially has one of the best vocals in k-pop at the moment like her voice is genuinely amazing like i don't know like this the way like her voice sounds in your ears when you listen to her is just i don't know it it's like 
outwardly. It's like you're... It, I, the way I describe it is kind of like a out-of-body experience. Like, her vocals are, like, that good. <laughs> and, yeah, like, it, like, her vocals are generally amazing. Like, I think the only, like, comparison I could poss- possibly make for Suyeon's vocals is probably, like, a... Um, I guess like a vocal, a vocalist from like a prominent Disney film, mainly like something like Mulan or something like, you know, you get what I mean, like, right? Like, you know, it's on that level and I'm not exaggerating either. So, you know, definitely check out her vocals and, you know, alongside um, the powerful vocals of Suyeon, we also have Chan Hyuk who is the other half of Akmu and he is you know obviously he isn't as like flashy and like you know I like appealing I guess per se like musically as opposed to Suyun but he is actually the brains of Akmu if that makes any sense so <laughs> basically with Chanyok he is essentially in charge of composing all of the music for Akmu Based on my knowledge, anyway. Um, based on the research I've done, um, Chanhyuk has been credited on just about every song that Akmu has created. And, <laughs> you know, I think it takes a very unique mind to create all of the songs that Akmu has at the moment because they are all so unique in their own way. And honestly, there isn't a, like, a bad song in the Akmu discography so far. It's literally that good. Like I know like I feel I feel like I'm like hyping like Akmu up so much in these like five to six minutes I'm talking about them but literally like I am not exaggerating like seriously check them out they are incredible like some of my personal favorites like in terms of songs because you know there's like honestly a lot and honestly in this list I have here in my script um I don't have all of my personal favorites in here because I know if I like were to put all of my personal favorite Akmu songs in this show, we'd be here for quite a while. And we also have other artists that I want to talk about, of course, in this show. So I, you know, I, I have to limit it. But some of the songs that I personally love is first off is Dinosaur. And this song is really unique in that this is Akmu's interpretation of EDM. And it's... I don't know, like, it's so unique because, you know, obviously, of course, in the music scene in general, like, EDM has been such a prominent, like, feature of music for, like, the past 10 years or so. And, you know, in Dinosaur, it just feels so fresh somehow. It, it It's generally just a really good song. And another song that, like is personally one of my favorites is will last forever and you know i i mentioned before that suyun's vocals are like disney ballad quality now <laughs> this song is genuinely like it it's practically a disney song if that makes any sense like this song is like it, it just brings out the disney vibes like this is like the song that plays in like the middle of like a very like wholesome Disney show, Disney movie. And you know, it's so impactful and emotional and it's just genuinely just really just great. It just brings out the magic of, you know, that kind of genre of music. And 
you know, I have to put in one more. <laughs> you know, I can't emphasize enough that it actually pains me that I can only mention like three songs in my personal faves for Akmu here because, again, there's a lot. <laughs> Seriously, there's a lot. But the last one I actually have is Give Love, actually. And this is this song was actually one of their um, debut songs, I believe. Well, I'm not sure it was like during their initial debut, but it was definitely in their earlier days. But, you know, as I mentioned in the previous two songs, they managed to pull off EDM. They managed to pull off a Disney ballad. Now, this one is such an incredibly quirky song. And it not only it's musically just fantastic and just really fun to listen to, but like the music video as well was just really just a lot of fun. And it it also kind of just shaped the way like Akmu just kind of just did their whole music. Like their whole identity was kind of formed during the time of Give Love. And it's just so good. Again, like all of their songs are... Man, I, I, I think I've probably like emphasize this like for like the fourth time already must get kind of irritating but you know they're it they're genuinely just solid songs and they're all just fantastic in their own right and i think recently as well i believe last year um akmu made their comeback and you should definitely check out all of those songs in that late in that comeback as well because uh that their latest comeback back in 2019 actually was completely different to what they did previously in that they basically did a folk song like a series of folk songs in their album like it definitely felt that way and it's all good in their own right i think also like man i'm kind of all over the place in this one but you know i think it, it it'll make it very evident that i really love this group just based on how disorganized this section of the podcast is. But one thing that Akmu does really well is their ability to basically be genre chameleons. And what I mean by that is like, you know, most K-pop groups basically change up their concept every so often. And often enough, they like change genres to suit whatever they think might be potentially popular. But with Akmu, they just do it so seamlessly, if that makes any sense. Like it... I don't know. I guess this is kind of like a comment of mine for like just K-pop in general. But sometimes when a K-pop group or soloist or whatnot like changes concept, sometimes it doesn't feel right. If that makes any sense, like sometimes it doesn't really feel natural to me. And sometimes like some concepts, concept changes for some groups or artists. Some for me, sometimes it doesn't work. But with Akmu, it just felt right. Like, it just felt so natural and it's made perfect sense. And I think that this is a testament to how talented they are as writers and artists because, like, yeah, like I've already said, they do not make bad songs. You are not going to be disappointed. Trust me. And, you know, speaking on this group, it actually so happened that today, um you might out you might also be wondering like why this podcast is a bit a bit later than usual it's because um i genuinely forgot that suyan actually did her uh solo comeback today in alien and i completely forgot about it and <laughs> right about i was like right when i was about to record i i i 
genuinely remembered and i was like oh shoot i have to talk about alien so like this is why it's so late just a bit of meta there but you know anyway Suyun's alien is the first song that Suyun has released on her own like outside of akmu even though the song was produced by chanyuk so in a way it was kind of it's kind of like a pseudo akmu song but this song is it's ironically following like the trends of today's music in that everyone is going for a nostalgic 80s vibe and this song kills it on that accord like basically this song is essentially like a 80s synth pop song and it does it incredibly well and you know as i've already mentioned already like suyun's vocals are ridiculously good and they're showcased here like her vocals shine so well and it's like the crown jewel of the entire music video and you know i should also mention as well like the music video of alien was also just so like colorful i mean first off like they also had suyun like dye her hair which is something i've never seen before ever like her hair was like a very bright cyan blue which i think meshed well with the whole concept of the video because it was a very it, it was pretty freaky in a good way like it, it was just a very freaky concept and it worked and it worked out really really well and overall like both the music and the mu music video was just really just well done and like the song is already on my playlist already and i i, I can't like stop listening to it. it it's just that good so like you know check out Suyun's alien because you know it deserves all the love it's getting at the moment because it's just that good and it's also um satisfying my appetite for more akmu related content because it's actually been quite a while since akmu has like released much of anything really like outside of their album release that came out last year um there was actually quite a notable dry spell in between 2017 and 2019 and that was mainly because um chan hyuk actually had to do his military service so obviously of course when one part of akmu has to go to the military the other half can't really do much like representing akmu because obviously half of the group isn't there and you know during that time as well like suyun wasn't exactly um producing her own content and like you know sharing it with the world um i think outside of like a small handful of k-drama osts she wasn't exactly you know releasing any music as well so you know it we had a quite a notable dry spell for quite a long time so just to see like suyun Chunhyuk and you know Akmu in general just producing more and more content now is just really really great to see because you know I I generally believe that this group is very underrated especially on the international stage because I don't think a lot of people like outside of Korea really know about them unfortunately and it's kind of a shame really because they deserve to be known a lot more like outside of korea because they are just that talented and the talent that they have is something that you just simply like cannot ignore so you know hopefully um if you haven't checked them out yet hopefully this whole like messy like spiel about my love for akpu has like convinced you that you know i should probably check out this group and you definitely should because you will definitely not be disappointed trust me <laughs> 
I, I, and I've said that like the second time already, but seriously, this group will not disappoint. <laughs> God. Right, so hopefully moving on to more organized pastures for this show. We have Jukje, and this guy is pretty interesting in that, first off, he's a singer-songwriter that has produced some very interesting stuff in the past couple years or so. But he's at the same time not exactly like a newbie in the K-pop scene. In fact, he's actually quite a veteran because he's actually been a studio musician for a lot of K-pop artists within the K-pop scene. And if you don't know who a, what a studio artists are, uh, not studio artists, but studio musicians are, they are essentially musicians who would accompany K-pop idols if they need a live band to accompany them when they go out to perform or whatnot. Or if they need like live instruments within a album recording, like these are the people who you call. And Juke J has been around a lot of prominent people within the K-pop space. So, for example, I think the most prominent one, and this person's actually the one that actually kind of jump-started his Juke J's career in a way, is IU. Um, God, this is probably like I I, I don't want to count like how many times I mentioned IU on this whole show, but you know IU has done a lot for this guy's career, like. I mean, she was the one who I think initially discovered him, like based on the research I've seen. And, you know, they've been really good friends for the past eight years now. And, you know, Jukje has accompanied IU on numerous concerts to play alongside her band. And, you know, he's also like participated in album recordings as well for IU's work. So, you know, if IU is, you know, eyeing out this guy to basically you know be part of the whole creative process around her you you know that he is good and you know alongside iu like other artists like taeon and you know other artists of that ilk have you know recruited jay's services and you know this all comes down to the fact that you know as i've already said he's talented enough to be within the consciousness of artists when they're like thinking about creating new music but like this guy is an insanely talented guitarist. Like, like all you need to do is just listen to one song from his solo stuff. And it, it's pretty evident why he's such a... God, it's kind of like a weird way to say it. But he's such like a prized commodity within like the K-pop industry. Because a lot of the stuff that he's producing right now as like an artist, like a solo artist, is incredibly good. Like, I guess the if I wanted to like summarize like the whole like genre that he is playing by for his music, um, I'd say it's like a it's a hybrid of singer songwriter, since singer songwritery music and R and B, and they mesh together incredibly well. And Juk J does like a brilliant job in mixing both of these genres in his music. Like some bops that I think you should definitely check out are Letter. Tattoo and Lullaby and all of them aside from just being really good musically like all of them are just a vibe if you get what I mean like they're all just, just vibey songs and they're just I don't know like it's just like the, the music for a certain type of mood and it, it, it does it really really well and it just like evokes that like particular like emotion 
when in that mood like incredibly well like i think one of the songs that stand out in the list that i've like told you guys is letter and this this song i'm not gonna lie like it's on my playlist i've prob this is probably my most played jukje song in like the entire playlist and it it's for for a lot of the reasons i've already mentioned to you guys already but like it's just so just smooth so nice this is really easy listening like ironically enough actually um letter actually reminds me of talk by khaled um i don't like it has the same vibe and it's just genuinely just really good and you know this guy is just incredibly talented and i think that this comes from just being around so many artists in the k-pop scene because you know he's been you know one like the go-to musician for a lot of prominent k-pop artists out there so you know he's bound to have picked up a lot of stuff from them and you know it's just really great and you know actually as well like he's actually been on tv quite a lot like one of the shows that he's been on that has been incredibly popular in korea like over the summer was begin again and this show is essentially a busking show so this show is actually not act not like new to the korean audience actually they've done this a lot numerous times where they would basically send like a bunch of musicians within the k-pop scene usually or like they're just in the music space of korea like they would go to places like the uk or switzerland to basically just perform as street performers <laughs> and you know they, they just basically get to show off their talents to a more international audience but unfortunately of course with covid19 artists can't really leave korea so they decided to do the series in korea and jukje is prominently featured in this season of begin again and i have to say like wow <laughs> like if, if you want like an expose of like his talents like you should definitely watch this show um i believe there's clips of of it on youtube you just have to search it up to search like um begin again korea and you should find the youtube channel and like there's tons of stuff with jukje and the artists that were alongside with him. um ironically enough suyeon was actually in the show as well and lehi who i've mentioned in a previous um, episode of k-pop roundup like they were part of this show and they were all like they were all making ridiculously good stuff on that show so you definitely check it out but like yeah he's this man is just a vibe man like if you want like something to just chill out with like juke j is your man and he is an artist that definitely much like akmu deserves the love because he his music and his work just deserves a lot more attention that he's getting and hopefully over time and you know with him like being involved with more tv opportunities and whatnot you know he gets that popularity because he honestly deserves it he's worked incredibly hard and he's an artist that you guys should definitely check out because he's just that good and moving on to our final artist that we're going to be talking about on this episode of k-pop roundup we have sam kim who is actually korean american so he joins the ranks of prominent korean american artists that are made in k-pop such as eric nam ailey bm uh amber and so on and you know this guy is 
much like Juke J, an, an artist that is incredibly talented and he is like criminally underrated right now, at least in my opinion, within like the K pop space. And this guy's journey to like, you know, K pop stardom is kind of unique actually. So, to start off, I've already mentioned he's American and he, he's actually born in Seattle, Washington, but he actually got his, you know, headway into k-pop through a little show called k-pop star and this was essentially like a survival show with numerous artists trying to make it to you know get the chance to be part of a you know k-pop company like jyp sm yg and whatnot and you know ironically enough actually akmu was actually on this show as well just to provide a little more context to the show and sam kim um Although he didn't exactly win K-pop star, he managed to land a record label agreement with a smaller K-pop. I, I mean, it's a bit of a weird thing to kind of call his company a K-pop entertainment company because I don't know, like they're that the artists that they have are a bit different to the usual K-pop norm. But anyway, he he was picked up by Antenna, who was actually um, the company of one of the hosts that were on the show. And, you know, he's basically kind of allowed Sam to basically just, you know, develop his own identity in terms of music. And he has produced some very memorable bangers in, like, the past... Um, he I know he debuted in 2016, so, like, the past four years. And, you know, all of his music, much like Juke J, like I mentioned before, is just amazing. Like, there's just something special about this guy, like, when he sings and when he plays the guitar as well. Like, I should also mention, he's also an incredibly talented guitarist. Like, it's unreal, like, the ability that he has. But, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, I think out of all of the artists that we've mentioned today, I feel like he has, like, this X factor when he performs where, like, he's just captivating like musically, like like how he sings, like his stage presence and everything. This is so like captivating. Like you literally like cannot take your eyes off of him because he's just like he's just owning it on stage and like he's so good to the point where like you just you just can't stop looking. You can't stop listening to him. And you know, he just has that quality to his music and he's just like he's just insanely good. Like as like going off on a tangent right like him like sam sam kim he is destined for great things in my opinion like the only way that he can go is up and i don't think like he's gonna get like buried among like the sea of like other k-pop artists in within like the space because he's just that unique it's just genuinely insane and he's also incredibly young too i think he's like I think he's like my age. He's like 22, I believe. I might be wrong about that, but like he's still incredibly young. But like if I were to describe like his like style of music, I would put him much like Jukje, he's in a hybrid space. So he specializes in R&B. He does singer-songwriter stuff, and he also does hip-hop music. And, you know, I I mentioned the hip-hop bit because he has done rap features for other people numerous on numerous occasions and i have to say as well he's a very competent rapper like he can rap just as good as like the prominent korean rappers out there like crush 
Dean, you know, those people, like he can hold his own as well. And, you know, I think that only just compliments to how talented he is. But, you know, some prominent songs, like for me, that are just incredibly, like, iconic, like for him, is like It's You and Makeup, Seattle, and No Sense. Okay, so I guess to start, I guess, um, It's You and Makeup are essentially in the same genre in that they're both very R&B. Like, they have this very distinct just style that Sam Kim does where, like, he just... I don't know, he makes the R&B genre his own. Like, he does R&B in the way that he does it. And it's just really, really nice to listen to. And also as well, um, Zico and Crush have also, like, collabed with him on this so- on these songs as well. And they, they, they just come out really, really well. And, like, that's, like, the whole concept, like, behind these two songs are just great. And, you know... <laughs> Like musically, I've I'm kind of a broken record already, but it's just genuinely amazing. Like if you haven't listened to him before, because I I know I haven't really mentioned it yet for Sam, but seriously, I think you would genuinely fall in love with his voice. Like his voice is just amazing, especially in these two songs. And you know, if you haven't fallen in love, fallen in love with a voice in K-pop. I think he's definitely a prime candidate if you haven't done so already. But, you know, moving on to the next song that I've put down, uh, Seattle is actually one of his earlier stuff. And this is a ballad, essentially. And it's essentially about him kind of being homesick in a way because, you know, he's basically an American living abroad in Korea. And, you know, it's an incredibly heartfelt ballad, which, you know, I think... also this speaks to how versatile he is in terms of being like a chameleon a genre chameleon because you know much like Akmu um he's you know he's willing to do different things like you know he could easily just stick to like R&B and be fine because you know he's already talented at that kind of thing but you know he also does other things like he does like this song in Seattle, which is a very incredibly heartfelt ballad. And I think he generally could be one of those few like R&B artists within Korea where like they are just incredibly good at this transitioning in between genres. Like I think the only person I could ever think of that can do this kind of thing incredibly well is Crush. And if you don't know who he is, like he's like an incredibly like talented um rapper within korea and you know alongside that he also does incredibly good ballads and sam is just as good as him and he's like much younger sam is like much younger as well just provide more context but yeah like seattle is just really good and no no sense again is another of his more earlier pieces but this is kind of just shows off his the ability just to be a really insane guitarist. Like, like his runs that he does within the song is just so like dissatisfying to listen to, and you see it in the music video as well if you want to check it out. But like, he just plays his guitar like insanely well. It's like, I know it's like literally this, like the guitar is like literally like part of him. It's so like. Like he's he's like so like in tune and like in sync with his instrument. It's just so like cool to see that. And you know, this song is I'd say it's probably more of the singer songwritery aspect of him. I mean, there's also like a rap feature by Crush, ironically enough, in this song. But like this kind of just shows off again 
like he is a genre chameleon he can do a lot of other things it's out, outside of like the general thing that he's popular for and you know he's just good like he, this honestly just check out like his entire discography like i believe he has um two wait he has one ep and i think he has like a couple albums and a few a handful of singles out there and like all of them are just fantastic i know recently he's um he managed to get his music onto like a k-drama ost i believe it's it was for it's okay to not be okay which i haven't watched actually but i know he was on there and i've heard good things about that so you know if there's any like opportunity to check out sam kim do so like please do so because like much like jukje and akmu he's not going to disappoint you and he is this criminally underrated and he needs all the fans that he can get because he has the potential for great things like i've already said and you know anything that you know can kind of help him on his journey to become the global superstar that he deserves to be helps so you know if you haven't checked out sam kim already i highly recommend as if i haven't like emphasized that enough already like seriously check him out you will not be disappointed with his stuff and on that note this concludes this week's episode of k-pop rama as i've basically told you like three artists that you should definitely check out that you probably did not know about and you know hopefully this you know this podcast has helped you like you know, discover new artists within the K-pop scene because, you know, I I feel like I need to emphasize this as many opportunities as I possibly can, but, like, K-pop is more than just idol music. Like, there's tons of artists out there that are not within, like, the idol genre of K-pop music, and, you know, there's just an insane, like, plethora of talent all over the place, and you just need to check them out. And, you know, a lot of these guys, like, you know, they, they they don't get as many views compared to, like, big idol groups out there, like Twice, Red Velvet, and whatnot. And that's not to say that that's a bad thing. Like, you know, idol groups, you know, they're successful in doing what they do, and, you know, they do a really good job at it. But, you know, sometimes you need, like, indie artists out there, like Sam Kim or Juk J to shine, because, you know, it provides variety. And I'm sure for a lot of people who are into K-pop, you know seeing other things out there that are just equally as good and like they like you know do different genres of stuff is just really good to see and it also just keeps people just invested in korean music in general because i i mean i have to say like just discovering all of these indie like artists out there within korea like is generally one of the most exciting like music spaces to see and you know i'm I'm always seeing new stuff all the time and a lot of it is really good, so you should definitely check it out. But anyway, um, one last thing before I go. So, man, how do I put this? So basically, um, next week, I'm actually going to take a week off. So there will be no episode next Friday. And mainly, that's because, well, I haven't really like you know mentioned this a lot on the show, but I'm actually a university student. And right now, at the moment... Um, we're in the middle of midterms and I'm looking at my schedule for next week and I have like a big midterm. I have an essay to do and I have some other thing that I forgot about, but I'll probably remember next week. But anyway, you kind of get the idea. 
a lot of work I have to do and I don't think I'll be able to pump out another podcast episode next week so I'm gonna take the liberty of saying that I'm gonna take the week off next week unfortunately um sorry I I'm not able to kind of you know keep the weekly grind going but School, unfortunately, does come first for me, so I gotta prioritize on that. But don't worry, it's only gonna be a one-week hiatus. I'll be back the week after next week for another episode of Kbaparama. And hopefully, I'll get some other guests to come on the show as well. Because a lot of my guests are also in school, and a lot of them are also swamped in the middle of midterms and the shenanigans that ensue with midterm stuff. So hopefully, once all of this is done, we'll get... You know other people to come on the show and it and this show won't be as lonely as it has been for like the past month but yeah um that was the little announcement that i had regarding the immediate future of the kebab Rama podcast um again i should emphasize don't worry it's only going to be a one week hiatus um i'm not it's not like i'm going to be disappearing from the face of the earth for anything so yeah don't worry about that i'll be back in two weeks producing the content that you guys have been listening to for the past five or seven months which is still kind of insane to me when i think about it but yeah um again i really hope you guys enjoyed the podcast and without further ado this is gian from kpop rama signing off take care and have a fantastic weekend everybody peace ciao see you guys in two weeks bye bye